What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Friday afternoon. That could only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Motes. Same church, different pew today, though, on the show. There's some inclement weather here in Pittsburgh. Ice, snow, not good conditions. So whenever you are listening to this, we are not live. Arthur Motes and I, we are in the comforts of our own house. We are recording this uh, via the wonders of technology. So we got some of you that have tweeted us before the show, and we'll get to those tweets, but no necessary live participation here today. That is the only difference. Other than that, we're going to try and keep it standard. We'll have our buddy Brian Backo coming up here about 20 minutes from now, joining us live from the Pro Bowl out in Las Vegas. But first, Arthur Motes from the comfort of your own home. I mean, everything good. You can hear me, how we sound and how we feel. <laughs> hey, look, man, so far, so good. I hear you. Your levels sound good. I'm actually, I get the pleasure of seeing you as well because of the technology that we are utilizing. But more importantly, I am warm and safe yeah. because, you know, when the weather is like how it is today, obviously in the Pittsburgh area, we know it can get, you know, unsavory at dicey. times. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, we always got to value health over anything else, man. But at the same time, value and health. We want to make sure we get this content out because still a nation, the power grid, the megawatts, they deserve to get this content. So you're going to get this work today. Yes, you are. No, that's that's well said by you. Absolutely. Um, and we'll see how this goes because, yeah. you know, maybe we'll use this as an option going forward. Um, but yeah, we're, we're rocking and rolling today. This is a good time as well, too, obviously, since we're not doing this show live to remind you all, as always, that we have a podcast. This show oh. is... Yeah, Moats and I, we do it live at noon. We love dun, your participation, dun, dun. your tweets, your phone calls. It's, it's part of what makes the Steelers Blitz a lot of fun. But you can also, if you're not able to tune in at noon, when we have situations like this that arise as well, too, you just get us wherever you get your podcast, baby. Steelers Blitz, that's Blitz with a Z. Motsy, we're on Apple. We're on Google. We're on Spotify. We everywhere. Uh, you Whatever. On the Steelers website and on the Steelers <laughs> app as well, too. Um, so yeah, Steelers Blitz with a Z, always good to plug the podcast. I'll be uploading this and tweeting this all out and everything with the podcast links for you all. Um, Motsi, we do have some tweets rolling in already because I put it out there on Twitter that we were recording this to get your questions in now. We'll get to all of those in our final segment again. Brian Backo around the corner in just a few minutes, but we've got some, I think, newsworthy items, Arthur Motes, to get to here first on a Friday. Yeah, I would agree with that, man. Um, which one do you want to start with first, the player element or the... Uh upper echelon executive element you know <laughs> well, I, we, we got options <laughs> listen can, can i can i be selfish for a minute uh-oh i like when you're selfish actually i i really need your take on this this juju and this wooden lockers <laughs> debate okay so let me let me lay this out real quick because if you you know if, if you're part of steeler nation who maybe you're hip to twitter and things like that i'm sure you saw this yesterday but we also know that we have some people that are more of old school sports consumers in our audience as well, too. So for those of you who don't understand what I'm referencing, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster was at a 7-Eleven event, you know, like the, the convenience store, 7-Eleven, down in Dallas at the Cowboys facility. And uh, he was, you know, doing some, some media availability with that. He said that he's most likely headed for free agency. And then he was asked about being in Dallas and with Dak Prescott. And Juju said, and I quote, he's a great quarterback, catching balls from him in a facility like this. I wouldn't mind it. The Steelers are still working on trying to get out of the wooden locker rooms. <laughs> Motsi, let me ask you this first. Shots, <sighs> yeah. shots, shots, shots fired or no? Like, is, 
Is that <clears throat> is, is that a serious comment? Is that shots fired? Or is that Juju with just a little tongue in cheek? And it's something that is easy to overreact to as a fan base. Um, put it like this. It's easy to overreact to, but every joke has truth to it. <laughs> and him bringing it up, it's nothing that we haven't talked about as players. Anybody that's been a part of the uh, Steelers organization, we always have written how the amenities <laughs> sometimes are behind the times. Even technology-wise, I was joking how I remember in Buffalo, my uh, second season, 2011, everything was digital. Playbooks, digital on iPads, film study, iPads. Now you fast forward to 2014, I come here to Pittsburgh and it's like, no, we, we still give out these big playbooks. We're still giving out DVDs <laughs> to watch tape. You're like, Hard bro, <laughs> what's going on here? You know, like, so technology wise, yeah, the, uh, the Steelers have always been behind the times with that. But the one thing that's been different typically with them is, they have had the on-field success, Super Bowls, AFC Championship game appearances, and just overall playoff success. So you could overcome not necessarily having the best amenities because pe- players just show up because they want to win. And I know yeah. for me, when I came over in 14, that was a big part of it for me. I was like, I've seen the amenities that are allotted to me in Buffalo, but those amenities haven't necessarily equated to victories at that time. And I left Buffalo while they were in the middle of renovating every facility, the locker room, the, the sports performance facility. Now, I mean, you look at this, a multi-million yeah. dollar facility. It is gorgeous. I mean, it, it, it rivals even college facilities. So you see that. And like I said, I left that because at the time it was like, man, hey, Pittsburgh, they're still winning. So you come here and during that time frame, as long as the team wins, you continue on with that style, not having to worry about the bells and the whistles, more so the X's and O's stuff. Sure. But now, as we've seen in the recent uh, history of this team, the winning has went away to an extent where now some of those things, when you're talking about amenities, that becomes more of an issue, more pressing when you're trying to sign free agents. Because if you're offering me 10 mil, but another team is offering me 10 mil, I'm going to next thing. uh, The next thing in terms of my valuation is, well, who has the better amenities when I got to show up to this place every day? Am I going to like that? And I know it might sound a little mundane. Oh, it's just a locker. What do you do at the locker? But the locker for your athlete is the equivalent to the desk or corner office to the CEO at at IBM in the sense of if he's going in there and his chair is uncomfortable, it's a lower graded chair. He's going to complain about that when he has to sit at that chair every single day. Sure. Whereas a person that's working in a cubicle might say, oh, man, that chair ain't that bad. At least you got your own space. And he's like, well, that's cool for you in your situation. But in mine, I have to deal with this every day. I don't like it. Or if you have a desk, it's supposed to be mahogany or real wood. And it's that fake vinyl plastic that's mm. peeling and it stains and it has, you know, an odor to it. Sure. To the outside person without a desk, they're going to say, well, at least you have a desk. Don't complain. But to the people that are in that vein, the people that are yeah. in that that situation that where that is what they deal with every yeah. day, it's like, no, it is significant. It is an inconvenience. So I was there, man, when they didn't even have outlets in the lockers. Like, that's how far behind the stills were, man. When I came in 14, there wasn't even outlets there. And then eventually they added that. And it was dope. I mean, we we appreciated the heck out of it. But, yeah, in terms of the quality of amenities, yeah, the stills are definitely way behind. And it does matter to an extent when you have to spend that time there. Um, Another analogy I always like to think of is this. When we talk hotel rooms, in theory, a hotel is simple, right? It's a bed, it's a door, it's a light. Okay, but there's a big difference between the Motel 6 and 
the Omni. There's a big difference between your Red Roof Inn and, and the Marriott. Fountain Blue in Miami. You know what I mean? Like, so even though, yeah, they're all lockers, air quotes, because that's, I'm sure a lot of the people, when they responded to it, was like, oh, it's just lockers. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. The same way a locker is a locker, a hotel room is a hotel room until it's not, until you talk about varsity versus JV. Mm-hmm. And at times, yeah, it is a little JV. And that's why it was funny because, like I said, a lot of us have already talked about these things and we voice these things within the organization. It's just one of those things where typically the football, the brand of football is so good that you don't have to worry about it. And right, right. now, right. It's just, you know, it's taking a step back. But I don't think he meant it maliciously. I just think he was just saying it. And it was joking. But like we always say, every joke has some every truth to it. Has some truth to and, it. And there's a reason why if you're, you know, when you think about the context of free agency, when the money is similar, people start to factor in other things. Quality of life there. Do I enjoy playing there? Do I want to? Like one of the things that I thought about that I didn't even realize initially, but training camp for example right i remember a man in buffalo arizona man training camp for your family not just for the players for the families man it's it's held to a different level i mean they have priority tents seating things like that food beverages whereas like in vip areas for the right families. right gotcha, because gotcha. it's like these are the families of the athletes that are on the show sure, sure whereas in pittsburgh it's not necessarily to that same extent those amenities are more so hey you stand in this grass area right here no seats no food no bathrooms yeah. use that porta potty that everybody else use like and, you, and your, you cars, think, your cars park right. across the lot You know what I mean? So, right. So it's like when you think of it, though, you're like, oh, that's not that big of a deal until that's your family. You're dealing with that every day in training camp. Or until you and experience you, the Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. So those are some of the things that definitely, you know, come into play when you bring this up. But I don't think it's like I said, I don't think Juju is being malicious by it or anything like that. And even when I'm talking about it right now, it's not from a malicious standpoint. It's just a factual standpoint. And at times, facts don't sound good, but facts don't sound good <laughs> And the facts aren't good you know what i mean right that's that's the nature of it so yeah it's it's nothing like hidden or, or something that is i guess like not known right but, no you've you've talked about this before yeah, the, show, yeah. The, the ipads and the dvds and correct the, yeah the absolutely man playbooks before yeah it's just that's just been you know the brand that the Steelers have operated with in yeah. the sense of football is football but it's hard to continue to operate that way when the productivity on field Sure. isn't being held to that same standard because now you're saying, well, Hey, I could, I could justify coming to this wooden locker room with this regular chair, you know, when we're winning and we're always in the in competing and free agents are coming over here. But when I'm starting well, to see free agents decide to go elsewhere and the money is similar. Now I'm starting to ask myself, well, what is that? Could we upgrade this? Could we do that sure, sure. to ultimately make the situation a little bit better? Yeah, it is. It is weird to me how, in a way, because you mentioned the college example there, and that's kind of always been, the standard, right? Because until we you got to sell in, the program, right? You had to sell it. So until we got into this new world order of college football, where mm-hmm. there's NIL deals and all this stuff too, yeah. which now drastically, you know, you've got that business in Texas that gives 50, mm-hmm. 50 grand to every offensive lineman. The game has yeah. changed a lot. Absolutely. Just, just a few years ago, the game and recruiting in college football was facilities. Yeah, it definitely was. It was a facilities arms race because that's where if you were Alabama and you've got more money Mm -hmm. than Pitt in West Virginia, Mm -hmm. you you can't write those checks to the players. So where do you spend it? You spend it on facilities to wow them. I mean, and that's why you would hear about these facilities, your Oregon's, your Clemson's, your Bama's, where it's like, man, they have amusement parks pretty much on campus. Barber shops in their their facilities. Yeah, like entertainment, like 
like entertainment sections there. Like yeah, yeah. that's that was legit because as a person, if you're trying to decide, hey, why should I go to this school versus that school? If I think both schools are good, both teams are good. Well, which one am I going to have more fun with Monday through Saturday or Monday through Friday? Because that's the part that people forget. Like people think of playing for the Steelers and you think of 17 games plus postseason. No, my friend, you got uh, was it April, May, June, July, Mini all camp, those OTA, times, mid, like mon- Monday through Saturday, <laughs> even yep. when it's not fun, even when the weather is bad, like you got to deal with all of that. So, yeah, you factor in all these other things because it's very much a part of that decision in, in terms of like your overall quality of life while you're playing in a, in a, a place. And I know we had the same conversation last mm-hmm. year and you, and you never know, but is it, yeah. it, it, it feels like that that super wild card weekend game out at yeah. Arrowhead against the Chiefs. Juju's last game in the black and gold. For me, I think so. I definitely you know, do. Just Arthur because Bugs, like, you know what you say happens when you assume you gonna get it right. You know that. And, the, and, and when you think about it, it's like this, right? What is Juju's market if he's in Pittsburgh? Are you paying Juju four million dollars right now when you have Chase Claypool on a rookie deal? Are you gonna pay? Juju $8 million when you're going to be looking to do a deal with Deontay Johnson. Those are some of the things I think of. Whereas if you're Juju, do you think your, you know, baseline, you could easily get $4 million on the open market. Maybe one of these receiver hungry teams, maybe even get an eight mil again, or even some type of incentive based contract. If you feel like you can get that on the open market, why are you even worried about, you know, trying to take less to come back here right, right. when you know the volatility here as well, because we don't even know what the quarterback situation is going to look like, let alone if Matt Canada can truly design an offense that's going to highlight your strengths and weakness and highlight your strengths and minimize weaknesses. You and, so, I, you and I discussed that a little bit. In the right. Past. Yeah. So I feel like if you're factoring all of that, if you're Juju, you could easily be making a case for yourself where you're like, you know what? This doesn't make the most sense for me. I do think I want to leave just because. I can get a better situation with a Dak Prescott or with, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, Patrick Mahomes, even if it's a less money, I just think I'm going to do better numbers and I can, I can make that money up on the back end. And I'm going to be in bigger markets when you talk about Dallas or even LA for the Justin Herbert analogy. So with that, man, I just don't see how it would make as much sense for Juju this go around because right now, who is Juju on this team? Is he, he's not wide receiver one, but is he even wide receiver two? Because that's the conversation, like the question that I asked myself with Juju. We don't say that he's definitively better than Deontay. We don't say that he's definitively better than Chase. So now we're talking about you as the third best guy, but then we're not even talking about you as an outside guy. You're a slot guy now at this stage. This is what you develop into. Now you're asking yourself, what if you're Pittsburgh, do you want to pay a slot guy like that where you might be saying to yourself, hey, you know what? I think this guy fits Matt Canada's offense better. Or he can help a young quarterback out better. Let's go that route instead. So that's why when I the more and more I think of the Juju situation scenario, I do think that we've seen the last of him in Pittsburgh. And I think for him too, in so many ways, because he has, I mean, he's been around for a long time. It it feels like he's a veteran and he's got it. He just turned 25 a couple months ago. I mean, he just turned 25 he's still on young. the holidays. Yeah, he's so still very young, man. He could sign a two, three year deal somewhere maybe making a little bit less like an mm-hmm. LA, like a Kansas city, like a mm-hmm. Buffalo, like a wherever Aaron Rodgers yeah. ends up, he can hit free agency again and still, absolutely. 
28, 29 years old, still have another. Which is still very prime. Yeah, yeah. To like break the bank. Absolutely, man. So that, Absolutely. that to me will be like, does he want the law, the security of a long-term deal? Mm-hmm. Or would, would he, does he want to try and set himself up again to hit free agency yeah. when he's still, you know, on the good side of 30? Yeah, man. That, that like, so you bring us some good points right there because he could very well be thinking like that. And, and I would, I could totally understand if he was thinking like that because yeah, if you want to flip a one or two year deal into a big mega deal that paid it that you really think you deserve, you can go that route. I also could see a scenario where he says, you know what, if my market is going to continue to be four to five million, let me play the game of four to five million plus a Dallas team, plus an L.A. market, plus a Miami market or a New oh, York no. market. Yeah, absolutely. Where he knows because we know Juju. I mean, when he came into the league, he was one of those guys that really showed off how to maximize a brand in terms of building your off the field market and things like that. Mm -hmm. So when I think of Juju, I say to myself, man, you could easily take a little bit less, you know, to go to one of these bigger market teams where, you know, you're going to be able to thrive and make just as much or even more off the field while coupling that with your on field money. Because I mean, as we know, and as Juju saw this year, man, Careers are short. You can get injured in a hurry. It happens. So I'm sure that that also will weigh into his decision-making process as well. Oh, I love it. I love it. Always a man, lot. Man, I'm telling you, man, you, you know how it gets, man, when we get, when we get to talking about this type of stuff. This nuance. I like I the nuance. You know I love the nuance. You you know, know, I'm, I'm a the, nuanced guy. You, you, know, <laughs> you know I love the, the, uh, the hyperbole out here, right? The hypotheticals. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Arthur Motes, we, we've gotten a bunch of tweets. Uh, we did get one, though. A little shots fired here. Uh-oh. The Godfather, Stan Saverin, tweets us. Uh-oh. And says, I'm in the studio doing my show today. <laughs> you you wussies. Oh, no. I mean, the the Godfather just laid it down. Oh, we got, not we got, the Godfather, not the Godfather. I, Hold on. We got to go. We got to go to break here. Because wow. I got to go check my freezer and make sure there's wow. not fish in there. I'm going to say, I think it's a horse head in my bed right now. Like, man, <laughs> dude. Shout out to Stan. Stan, out Stan. Stan, Stan walk a different style than we do. Stan, he, Stan he, that one of a kind guy, he man. He certainly does. He certainly that, that, does. That, you, that's where you get the nickname, the Godfather. That's, that's you know what I mean? We, 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 we ain't tapped into that just yet, but it makes sense. That's how you That's how you <laughs> last longer in the sports industry than, than you and I have been alive. Stan Very true. For, for, for longer yes. than we've been alive. Uh, we will get to some of your tweets that have been rolling in here. Um, that you sent us before the show um, in our final segment. When we come back here for segment number two, our buddy Brian Backo, the Pittsburgh Post, because that's going to join us. We'll continue some of this juju conversation with him. We've got to discuss the Brian Flores stuff uh, with Brian Backo as well, too. And he's out in Las Vegas right now, Mozi, for the Pro Bowl. Viva Las Vegas. And and so so we'll, we'll ask him about all the happenings out there in Sin City as well. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley. You're doing it from home. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.